previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I was going to a Safeway. Ooh. And I actually do? I don't know I don't normally go to a Safeway actually. <laughs> I, I don't. And I pull into the parking lot and I see a Subaru with Michigan plates and a TK sticker on it. <gasps> and so I pull up and I pull in next to the car. And, and my I kind of forget about it. But in the moment I think to myself Man, I know that Ed Butt is a Subaru owner. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Such an emotional roller coaster the last couple days have been. Yeah. One minute I'm like riding high, the next minute I'm feeling sad, and we will get into all of it. I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. World Series is ready to go, but as Tony said, they're not playing yet. So <laughs> they've got like four days off. It's ridiculous, oh my but gosh. we have the matchup. It is the Houston Astros, or go ahead, Roxy. Astros. And the Philadelphia Phillies coming wow. out of nowhere. Six seed coming out of nowhere. Wow. So congratulations to those two fan bases. Yeah. I mean, I do have to say I am sort of rooting for Mancini and Vasquez. Homer. But... No, it was fun to see him playing. Yeah. But it was a little weird. It not was gonna a little lie. weird. I don't know who I'm rooting for, honestly. At this point, I, I guess I'd have to say I... The would Phillies? Love, no. I'd really? Say, yeah, I want Dusty Baker to win one. He's right. definitely earned it. We talked it. about that. Mm -hmm. And to have him take this team over when we don't need to get into all that at a time when it was... Cheaters. All right. Well, that's the thing that gets to me. Okay. <laughs> Everybody cheats. Let's just put that out there. Everybody cheats. But they got caught. Okay, but every Everybody cheats. That's all I'm saying here. So isn't that a song? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> well, that did crack me up. All the Yankee fans that were going on and on about they were all over social media about the cheaters. You know, right. they win. La la la. And I'm like, look, you've cheated in your the Red Sox have cheated. Everyone's sure, cheated. Sure. Okay. So it's just that's the way it is. I yeah. Guess. It's unfortunate, but that is. I just hope for good games and a good series. Yeah. Because yeah. baseball is great. Exactly. But not as good as fantasy football if you're oh. Chuck. <laughs> So let's just get there next. Okay, this is one of my ups moments. Yeah, I'm in first place, Roxy, Whoa. on the Loyal Littles Fantasy, Fantasy Football League. League. I am in first all by myself. I'm 6-1 and one over Eric Barnes. Now, Whoa. now, in his defense, he got killed this week. Really? That was so exciting. Now, in his defense, <laughs> so now in his defense okay, uh -huh. I have one loss on the season, and it is to Mr. Eric Barnes. Right. Okay, so right. he beat me fair and square, head yeah. to head. But, oh, wait. Head-to-head -head doesn't matter in fantasy football in the Loyal Littles podcast world, apparently. So anyway, I guess I don't. we'll see if it matters, if there's a tiebreaker or what. Right. But, I mean, there's a lot of football left. Now, I'll probably mm -hmm. not win another game all season. I'm 6-1. and one. I'm good. I feel bad because I know you lost this week. That's again, okay. But you're still I, doing pretty good. I messed up on Thursday. I think you're 4-3. and three. Yeah, you've had someone in, right? Or I had someone that had an IR next to his name. <laughs> Roxy didn't quite know what that meant. I don't um, know what that means. And so she didn't take him out. And well, that's I two weeks in a row for you, I feel like. Yeah, yeah but this week was crazy yeah. for me. So yeah. I just kind of completely forgot that's that right. football you're, existed. You're still four and three. So I am. You're still I'm proud middle of, of that. Pack. And then in the guillotine league, mm -hmm. we did well again. We didn't okay. come in first or anything, but we had plenty to keep going. Doesn't we're still, matter as long as we're not last. That's right. And unfortunately, so is it now time? I, I feel bad because he's had a rough couple days. But we had to say goodbye to Jason Bullet. He came in last uh, this week in our guillotine league. So he got his, I guess we're saying they get their heads chopped. I don't know what we're saying. They just get chopped. <laughs> They're done. He's done for 
the season now. I'm not sure if he's in the fantasy football league or not. I just feel bad for the guy because he's had a you know he had a rough weekend. The Yankees going out in four. They got swept away by Houston, and yeah. now he's out of the Loyal Little's podcast fantasy football league. So farewell, Jason Bullet. We hardly knew you. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What else do we want to talk about? I tried sausage in an air fryer. Fox. You did. <laughs> I tried sausage. I don't know where we're going to jump and into And you didn't that. really tell. I mean, you kind of told me a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to was be. Was it crunchy? No. No, no, on no. On the outside? No, not really. And oh. I, I don't know. I just thought it was going to be. We were, were so stoked about how the hot dogs come out. Oh, in the air yeah. Fryer. That mm-hmm. was something new for us. And we do it now religiously. I still like a boiled hot dog every once in a while. Give me grilled all the time. Well, but, and that's what the air fryer kind of gives you that yeah, flavor. For and city stuff like living, that. It's, yeah. it's the best. So, so I thought I'd try it with the sausage. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I don't really think it was any Did that. Did you have to butterfly the sausage like you normally do? No. I mean, I did. Yes, I did after about 10 minutes of cooking oh. and then I cut into it and I didn't completely butterfly it, but I just mm-hmm. sliced into it a little bit, mm-hmm. saw that it wasn't completely done yet. So I put it back in. Yep. But I mean, as far as taste and everything, okay. it was probably about the same as cooking it on the, in a pan on the stove because we don't have a grill, obviously, in the city here. Oh, okay. So anyway, that's my air fryer report. Uh, I'm just trying to stay away from this before we get to your emails, but we can't. We, I was going to put it in. We're doing news later in the podcast, mm-hmm. but the big news for us was, sadly, we lost Leslie Jordan yesterday. Yeah. Um, that was so shocking. Sad. Shocking. So sad. We adore his the new show that he's on, your kitty cat show, Call, Call Me, Me Cat. Cat. It, we knew him from off-Broadway, Broadway. Yep. You know, he's done a lot of stuff in the city here. Absolutely. And, uh, just all over the place. He his came into fame during Will and Grace, I think, was probably... I mean, I knew him from the live theater mostly. Right, but right. when he hit Will and Grace, he was just fantastic. Yeah. Pretty much everything he does. He's He was fantastic on Instagram during the I pandemic. Know. <laughs> uh, he just brought such a a light to the world yeah and now he's gone yeah but we have the memories and just i mean it's still um, we're in shock yeah it just it was it's it's obviously hit the theater community quite a Mm -hmm. bit and the details are still coming in right anyway r.i.p leslie jordan we'll have the memories like you said we might go back and hit some of those Will and Graces. And we're still watching Call Me Cat. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. that's good. I don't know how they're going to deal with that. But I guess we'll find out. Roxy, I guess, why don't we... Uh... Oh, you know what? Since we're talking about Instagram, tiny little suggestion. Can you give us that information? This is a good follow on Instagram. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Little, uh, this week was a roller coaster. It as was. You, that's what I said. Can... We've been up and down. Last night, <laughs> we're, I introduced her to this because I found it on Facebook. But then we discovered it's a whole thing on Instagram. And it's hilarious. Okay, if you follow Logan Lyle on Instagram, now he's a comedian. We think he's a comedian. I've uh, never heard of him. He came out with his own brand of coffee. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically an Instagram all about dad jokes. Yeah, it's these two guys, and I thought and they had a competition. There's a, there's a couple of them, but he's the main guy, right? And, and they had to try to make each other crack up. Yeah, I and think. they're sipping on coffee. That's I That's guess the where the part. coffee comes. Yeah, it's just. Is when I, they go to laugh, but then they sip the coffee instead. I don't know. I'm a sucker for a good dad what joke. What was your favorite one? The one about the bank? Oh, he's That's like... That's my favorite. Yeah. I got fired from the bank today. This woman asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her. <laughs> I mean, they're just <laughs> things like that. But then Cracks they, me up. But the funny thing is he just sits there with a straight face, and then he just takes a sip of coffee, and then the other guy sitting there can't crack up, because right. then he delivers one. Yeah. And they go back and forth. It's they're really, really funny. funny. So that's our tiny little suggestion. What's it called again on, on Instagram? Uh, the, ma- the guy's name is Logan Lyle. Yeah, but isn't there an account for the there those isn't. videos? Oh, no, it's just his it's account. Just his account. Okay. But I guess the brand name is Doc Talk. Doc Talk, right? Because they're sitting talk. on a 
Oh, talk because it's like a TikTok. I guess type thing. That's my guess too. I'm not really know. sure. I don't know. I'm sure you'll find it if you Google it, but it's v- some really good fun stuff. And I have yeah. a feeling a bunch of our listeners are probably into some good dad jokes. So oh, love there you go. All right, Roxy, let's uh, get into our email before our Meet the Littles guest, which Littles, you are not going to want to go anywhere for that. That's the tease right yeah. there. It's so great. This is from Bob McWilliams, episode 171. Memo to Chuck, fish and chips. Your hole is already deep. My advice is to stop digging. <laughs> now, all right. Whatever. That's a good one. I mean, <laughs> Roxy likes that. And then he says, what, Roxy? Yeah, he also goes on and says, the Sandlot came up on the latest podcast. And I heard that just a few hours after my girlfriend said she had watched it recently and was stunned that I never had. She said she has watched it many times. So I think I am going to be roped into seeing it. Well, willingly, kind of roped in. Maybe I will discover these are the kids I want to hang out with since I really don't want to hang out with the others in your recurring question. All right. Well, these kids are the kids you're going to want to hang out with. Okay. All right. Well, Roxy's going to definitely think that for sure. Satisfaction guaranteed. Oh, did you hear that, Bob? (laughs) It's better than Blockbuster. All right. Then we hear from Tim Cree, episode 107. He says someone deliberately put a Hallmark movie on a big screen. They are the very definition of the small screen. <laughs> now, Roxy's not going to take no, too kindly that's okay. to that. No, it kind of is the small screen. Well, but it was very cool to have a any sort of size screen yeah, I, well, movie I, play. I, I have to say, seeing yeah. a movie at Radio City Music Hall was kind of cool. It was so cool. Kind of so reminded cool. me of the Zigfield. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple movies there, and that's pretty yeah. amazing, too. But yeah. Uh, yeah, to see a movie there was I know. Cool. A lot of people were referring to Annie, the movie, yeah. with that. But honestly, they used to do this at Radio City all the, all time. the time yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And so it's just cool to kind of see that legacy kind of being brought back and like being a part of it. Yeah. So. And he said something else, too, right? Yeah, he also said... I'm sorry to say I do not have rapid season tickets. I enjoy soccer uh, around the world, but haven't been to any Rapids games. Okay, we have to get to the bottom of that then, because that I said that in the last episode. I thought he was the one with the season tickets. I know uh, someone we interviewed from Colorado has the season tickets or had the season tickets. Forgive us. We're 180 what? 182. Two episodes in? Yes, we're about to meet so, our 182nd. This uh, is a little. lot of information for us to keep track yeah. of. All right, then we got Ed Butt, episode 51. People mispronounce my name all of the time. They say anything other than butt because they don't want to be embarrassed or embarrass me <laughs> if it is not pronounced the obvious way. I can totally understand that now. Now that he says that, yeah. So people see it and they think, oh, it can't be that. Right. And they don't want to go there just in case. Look, I've had the same issues with my last name. I understand. So mm-hmm. they just try to hope it's something else. Right. But I guess but boot. Like, I guess boot would be the only other thing then. Boot, right? boot. If you see b u t t. Booty. Booty. No, I mean, but what else would you think? It. Yeah. I anyway. don't know. It's butt. Ed uh, butt. Okay. You're Ed butt. And then we have the new listeners. I love these because they're going back and they're listening to old episodes. <laughs> Kristen LeBlanc. I just love that he writes in so I can say the name. Christopher Giannini, where are you at? Episode 176. If you pour the milk first, you must be admitted into a mental institution immediately. <laughs> That's intense. Now, Kristen, just to be fair, we already dissected this in other episodes after that episode when people started writing in. Initially, I, had a, I brought up a good question and people kind of agree with me. I'm just all I'm going to say. Kristen, if you go back for seconds, what do you do? That's all I want to know. Kristen, right back in. You obviously, you pour the cereal, then you pour the milk like a normal person, right? Yeah. You eat the cereal. You're done. You want seconds. 
Tell me what you do next. All right. Then we heard from Mo Werner, episode 86. I was 23 when The Sandlight came out, and it seemed like a kid's movie, so no way I was seeing it at that age. Then, by the time my girls were old enough to watch it, they were no longer interested in baseball enough to sit through it. Watching it now, it totally appealed to the boomers who had 8- to 12-year-old kids and kids in that range when it came out. My target demo was singles, slackers, and reality bites. So I sort of get that because... I, w- uh, I didn't I see guess. it till late in life either, Roxy, because I was in college at the time and stuff like that. And yeah, I get it. But yeah. what about Disney movies? We all watch Disney movies. Well, we, Maybe we, not all, but you when know this, what I mean. When, when this came in, we started talking about that. And mm-hmm. you're right, because I did. I remember I was a sophomore in college. Sophomore, yeah. And Aladdin came out. Yeah. However, before that, or no, it was after that, when Lion King came out, I didn't go to the movie theater to see Lion <gasps> King. Yeah. No, it was. I never saw Lion King for years. Gasp. Yeah. No, but Aladdin, I did. I did go to the movie theater to see that. Wow. And that was fun. That was great. I loved every second of it. Well, I just have to say, what could be wrong with James Earl Jones and a big dog? Like, you have to watch oh, the Sandlot for James about, Earl Jones. I, I thought you were talking about Lion King. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm back well, to because, the Sandlot. Well, because, Keep up, Chuck. But, well, James Earl Jones is the voice in <laughs> he he's is. Mufasa. I, Mufasa? Is that how he's, yeah. Mufasa. Yeah, so don't, don't tell me to go get on it. I was with you. I just was in the wrong movie. But he's in the movie. Well, That's sort right. of. That's His right. His voice is in the movie. That's right. All right. Then lastly, we heard from Kim Wilson, episode 36. Two she L's. W- two L's, Yes. Please let Roxy know I was also 23 when I got on a plane. Growing up, most of our vacations were spent in state going to our cottage up north about Mm. a four and a half hour drive. Yep. So you're not the only one, Roxy. Yep. I had a cottage. Well, my grandparents had a cottage and it was probably about four and a half hours of a drive, five hours of a drive. Yeah. Are you and Kim Wilson 2Ls like? Soul sisters. Soul sisters or something. Yeah, this is kind of cool. I don't know. I yeah. Did, I did not. Oh, I knew that actually. I didn't know how far away it was. Yeah, stuff, but we but. also took long trips. Like we would drive down to Disney World. Right, right. Two days. All right. 23 and a half hours. Roxy, <laughs> are you ready for a great story? I really am. Okay, Littles, I'm going to set this up. This is someone that was introduced to all of us for the first time, I believe, because during the interview, he says this was the first time he ever had an email read last Wednesday yeah. on the big show. His story touched me so much. I had to reach right out. We got him. You're going to hear him. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. What's your Loyal Little? being played in this episode by good friend of the podcast and loyal little tim wildsmith and this song is called long way home now you can find his stuff everywhere he's on twitter he's on instagram he's on youtube he's on itunes just search tim wildsmith over there twitter and instagram he's at tim wildsmith 
And the best place to find all his stuff is on his website, timwildsmith.com, just in case. That's T-I-M-W-I-L-D-S-M-I-T-H. And as always, we'll play the full song, Long Way Home, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to... Meet the littles. And Roxy, you know how I always say we have another fun one here? Always. Always. They're always fun, but this one could get a little dramatic. Uh Uh-oh. I can't believe we're doing this. This is fantastic, but he was first introduced to us. I had no idea who he was. I heard an email on the big show last Mm -hmm. Wednesday, and here he is. Please welcome to the podcast, Dan Reichel. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey guys, thank you for having me. Uh, I, I know we're not doing video, so but you have to imagine me giving you a TK salute All right. as, we, uh, as we begin this episode, for awesome. sure. Now, is that just because we're Red Sox fans? Be honest. No. <laughs> uh, it is mostly because of that. Um, but as you know, you know the, the spirit of the, of the TK salute is it's a, a term of endearment Absolutely. between us. So, sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, this is so great. Now, I have to be honest. I heard your email. I'm going to try not to get when I said dramatic here. Your email touched me so. It just really did. I wish I would have known about it because as we just discovered, well, you just discovered we're in New York City. Mm -hmm. So I wish I would have known about this. I had no idea. I didn't hear about it, but I heard your email. It's the one about the 162 catches in 162 days, right? Uh, 162 catches, way more than 162 days. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes, I do have a family and a job, and <laughs> it's like I couldn't uh, devote my life other to this. interests. So I, I did not okay. set out to try and accomplish that in that many days. But yes, it was. I played 162 games of catch with 162 different people. Okay, over about it took me a, over a year to complete the entire project. Wow. Wow. Okay, great. Well, cool. we're going to tease that. So, Littles, you have to come back for this because first we want to meet you because I didn't know anything about you. I don't think the Littles know much about you. You still don't at this point, yeah. Yeah, right, (laughs) exactly. So take us all the way back. Tell us where you grew up, where you went to school, stuff like that. So I was born in uh, Port Chester, New York, which is just minutes from the Connecticut border, uh, Stanford, Connecticut there. My mom's family still all lives there just outside the Bronx. I grew up on Long Island, where my dad is from and where my dad's family still lives. Big New York Yankees fan growing up, uh, which is funny. On Long Island, there are just as many Mets fans as Yankee fans. But my family, my parents at least raised me the proper way to uh, to root for the Yankees and not have to deal with the heartache of being a Mets fan. <laughs> right. Um, all growing up, we so I had three brothers. I have three brothers currently. We would go to Yankee games during the summertime growing up. I've lived now 16 in the last 17 years here in Pennsylvania, but it is two hours from my house door to door to get to Yankee Stadium. So, oh, wow. so I have ret- I have retained my Yankee fandom. I bleed blue pinstripes, as they say, and uh, <laughs> it's you know certainly baseball has meant a lot to to me personally. Meant a ton to you know my family. I, I have four kids, and so. For us, that is the thing that has kind of tied us all together throughout my life. Wow. And so where did you go to school? What did you major in? Stuff like that. Yeah. So I went to Kentucky Christian University, which is down on the West Virginia border. We're talking a lot of borders on this episode. Um, You know, great experience. Met my wife there. And then we kind of moved our way back up the coast. Uh, We lived for a year in the D.C. metro area in uh, 
Herndon, Virginia, which is where Dulles Airport is. And then we settled here in the Philadelphia suburbs and been here ever since. So, And how did you find that college? Was it the major? What did you major in and stuff? So I went to school for uh, youth ministry. I worked in a church uh, as my career. And yeah, I had a friend who had gone there and had a great experience going there. And so, yeah, it, it was not anything that I was looking for or even sought out. But interesting decision, but one of the best ones ever made. I find it so, I don't even know what the word is, but we've interviewed so many ministers, priests, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about the Reverend Mark Schaefer. Right. Yes, I mean, right. other. Li- I'm talking, <laughs> Yeah. it's been really interesting how many littles have yeah. gone into that field. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's great. All right. And so that's where you met your wife and then you came back home. Wow. That's so great. Now, what we normally also do is uh, you've already kind of touched upon it. Is baseball your favorite sport? And what are you? Are you a full New Yorker across the board with all your sports? I'll answer the second part of that question first. So no. So I root for the Eagles in football because we've lived here in Pennsylvania for as long as we have. But yes, I I would say so if we had to assign a percentage to it, I would say baseball occupies... 92% 92% of my interest in rooting and mental energy. And then, you know, I'll, I'll give football like 5% and uh-huh. then basketball, golf, all the others will get whatever's left over. So far and away, baseball and the New York Yankees specifically are the team and the sport that I spend the most time and devote my fandom to, certainly. Oh, that's great. And do you play any sports? Gosh, it's funny. People ask me if I play golf. I like golf and I have played golf, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have the time to do it much at all. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll play pickup basketball still. And, and again, with the way that this 162 games of catch project went, I played a lot of baseball yeah, yeah. Right, of course. Uh, yeah. over the last year and a half. So I would say I do play baseball. One of the catches I had, I played out on Long Island in uh, an 1864 rules baseball game. So you wear like <laughs> full wool uniforms, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Hand- handlebar mustaches. Uh-huh. Um, you should see Chuck's if, if... face right now because... <laughs> I play in that league. <laughs> Do you really? I played for the Hoboken Nine for many years. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I play. I suited up for the Brooklyn Eckfords. Yeah. And we played... Gosh, I forget who we played the one game. But I mean, the big thing with this was uh, Conan O'Brien did a, a whole yep. thing on, on the, the stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah. So yeah, so I, 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 I maybe if I you recommend it, people will actually go. See, I've told them a bazillion. I'm like, you have to Google this. The Conan O'Brien piece on the 1800s baseball. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Especially when it's the, really fun when the jet flies over. Yeah, That's right. my favorite part. Absolutely, it's it's brilliant. <laughs> and not a lot of fans are out there. Other than I think my mom and my dad came out and watched, and you know whatever other relatives of people that play. Mm-hmm. But it was a blast. It was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. yeah, so I play some pickup basketball golf once every six years and a whole lot of catches over the last two years. Certainly. Yeah. And going back, I got to tell you, there's a couple places in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, we played where they actually did it up where like it was a historical society that brought For us sure. in. And yep. I mean, they would all get dressed up. They would sell like five cent hot dogs and oh, 10 yeah. cent beer. There, whatever. There's a place where I play. I play. So I played catch with Jason Stark, wow. who used to work for ESPN uh, Baseball Tonight. He works yep. for the MLB Network, The Athletic. And uh, he and I played catch on a field in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, where they do exactly that. Fourth of July. It's yep. like a whole big deal. And uh, yeah, it's a cool little sub genre, sub uh, culture that I was not exposed to until I had this 
project that I did, but really cool and a ton of fun to actually get out there and play. Oh, yeah, yeah, my favorite was I got to play on Double Day Field in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. That's and, cool. And yep. then um, I didn't get to go. The next year they did a trip to Gettysburg. Yeah. And they did it yes. out there. Yep. That was so cool. But anyway, Very we cool. will come back to that. Real quick, go into your littledom, as we call it. Like, how did you first become a little and start listening to Tony and all that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, but for me, PTI from almost the very beginning, you know, 2001, uh, as we just rolled into the 20th anniversary of the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. 21st birthday, uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. And we followed all the way through. I, I remember, so I was in college when PTI first started and it was, you know, sprinting home from class to get down in front of the couch at 530 and, and make sure that you don't miss it, and lead in the sports center. And yeah, I really picked up when the podcast started in 2016 was so I, I missed a lot of the radio years mm. and there were still not as much anymore, but there were definitely people and segments and bits that would come up from the radio years. That I, I didn't necessarily get, but I mean, what's that six years now, give or take. Yeah. Mm. That I've yeah. been, been a little through and through and I do not miss an episode. So you were just like in the middle of the jingles and stuff like that. Cause there were some really good ones before that. Yes. I, I so anything that was pre podcast, I didn't really have access to. Or, or listen to. Like I said, I, I did live in, in Herndon, Virginia. So I was, yeah, in the DMV 2004 or five. So I, I could have, but only WTOP was what my uh, radio station got stuck on. I, well, I <laughs> hope I don't in, ruin in your world with this. Now, I know you're new to the Loyal Littles podcast too. So now you have something else, but there is yes. also a website. I believe it's littlesongs.net. And yes, I do know a little. Oh, okay, great, there. great. I, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like so you that, can catch up. <laughs> you can go down to a rabbit hole there. <laughs> yeah, true. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. did you ever make it down to Chatter? Have you ever been to a Summer of Little? I did. I mean, uh, like all of us, we always thought we had more time. We always said, "Oh, well, I'll get there eventually," and yep. then. It was gone in the blink of an eye, guys. We yeah. missed our, our window. And uh, yes, I never made it down to uh, to get a photo op or, or see breakfast or, you know, watch what Gary had for brunch that day or anything right. like that. <laughs> and never, what about like Jingle never, Fest, never Summer of Littles, anything like that? Uh, no, I haven't added too much travel to my uh, littledom, but I lived the one year I didn't live in Pennsylvania. I lived down in Florida and lived just down the street from where Tony's dad lived yes. in Tamarack, Florida. Uh-huh. So I sent a couple songs. Two of my brothers both have bands. And so, so I sent from Tamarack as Dan Reichel pushing the music of my one brother is in a band called After Party. And the other one is uh, My Cousin the Emperor. So I've had some content make it to the show. But what you guys heard from me last week was my first email that I actually got. Wow. Oh, wow. First time. Wow. That's yeah. Great. Well, we're definitely going to get all into that. No question about that. So, but no summer. Well, how far away are you from Philadelphia, you said? Probably 20, I think it's 25, 26 miles from my house down to Center City. So, yeah, just Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Expect a call from Bob Walsh or an email at some point (laughs) within the next, I'd say, three or four months. Okay. Um, Because I have a feeling he's going to want to know if you'll happen to host a Philadelphia gathering. Philadelphia area. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. We can uh, can get some uh, Michael Kornheiser University of Penn representation there. There There you go. All right. Well, listen, we've got so much more to get into. You can't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so lucky, Roxy, to have Dan Rochelle with us. And 
Dan, now we were just talking off. Wait, air. wait, 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 hold on, hold what? on. Was there a solo stove read in there? What did we just come back from? <laughs> You'll have to listen. You'll have to find <laughs> out. <laughs> I believe it's an anchor ad. If I'm not Probably. Mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Shut the front door. All right. yep. So shout out solo stove though. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Got to always. You can, you can do it alone, or you can do it with friends. Well, way. it's so funny when we didn't have when we were first started. We were actually doing all the TK codes and doing the same, not the same ads or anything. We yeah. weren't reading ads, but we were just giving out the codes for like the solo stove and, and yeah. the cheese know and things like that because yep. we didn't have any Use codes. The code people yeah. well, now now we have a code it's ll pod That's hilarious. and uh, very good there's a bookstore in pennsylvania there's stick grip there's fog free eyewear yep. i mean we make no money off of that nope. but yeah at least but. it's kind of fun just to say we have a code and right. if you use it you you benefit the listeners get percentages off like yep. it's 15 percent off on that the book code, code. People. Use, use the code use the code all right now a lot of the listeners know when we take a break we take a break and we do a little talking now i'm a little bummed here you don't know this, but I'm a little bummed out because when I heard your email last Wednesday, I immediately tried to get you as soon as we could. So we could one time people were saying, oh, we scooped the big show because we I literally had that's when I said you snooze, you lose. Yeah, because we literally <laughs> had the great zucchini on right. like days after mm-hmm. he was first basically introduced to the loyal littles yes. out there in an right. email. But can you take us through this? This the email, it was almost like Dan Byrne hearing the La Cheeserie night email. That touched him so much that he decided to say, you know what, screw it. I'll get on a plane, fly to Syracuse to throw out the first pitch and sing the national anthem. This, because I'm such a baseball fan, touched me in such a way that I had to reach out to you immediately and get you on the podcast. Now, we kind of went into it a little bit, very briefly. 162 catches, and you said it took you just over a year. Can you just start from the beginning? Where did this come from? Where did the idea come from? All that stuff. Yes. So let's go back to... February of 2020, right? So okay. we all, right before COVID. all of us, all of us had no idea what was, yep. was going to about to happen with the world, with yep. our relationships, with our jobs, all those things. Yep. So that last week of February, I had gone down to spring training with my son, my oldest son, Noah, uh, for the first time. We'd never been to spring training, been to all these Yankee games and different stadiums around the country. But for the first time, we went down to Florida, went to spring training, great experience. And I was so excited about that 2020 baseball season because I was like, man, this is great. You know, we got all kinds of plans to go all these places. And then, as we all know, the world shut down, everything stopped, and everything changed. That whole first year, so from March of 2020 until March of 2021, I didn't see my parents. I didn't see any of my brothers my nieces, nephews, sister-in-laws. It was wow. for all of us just yeah. just this you know isolating time yep. and uncertainty and not sure if somebody gets COVID, how how, did, how does that work? All those kinds of things. So that was really like the catalyst as I came up with the idea for this project of, all right, what would it look like for now that we're a year into this pandemic? What does it look like to try and reconnect with my family members that I hadn't seen in a while? And then what if I kind of expand this and... and catch up with, to use a very intentional pun there, with friends, with other people that I haven't seen in a year that I could reconnect with them by playing catch. Now, let me go back even pre-COVID. So the idea for doing something like this initially came 
I had a friend who on Instagram did a project that he, it was a 100 strangers project, similar to like a a humans of New York kind of thing, right? Where where you go and you see somebody who looks like they have an interesting look about them or an interesting story or a different vibe or whatever. And, and so my friend did this with a hundred strangers where he asked if he could take their portrait and kind of tell their story. And, and this, this was a couple of years ago. And I always thought it was a really cool thing. And, and I do like to take portraits as well. And I was like, what would it look like if I did something like that? So I always ha- had that in the back of my head. Yeah. The second touchstone for me was there's a guy who, uh, his name is Rob Lawless. And Rob Lawless is doing a project where he is trying to meet and spend an hour with 10,000 different mm-hmm. people. Whoa. Okay. He and I actually played catch as part of the project. So I was like Rob's friend number 4,189 <laughs> or something like that. Wow. And he was like catch number 37 for me. So I knew, okay, I'm not going anywhere near Rob's 10,000 catches. A hundred I could probably do. And then I'd settled on 162. And this is interesting for people. Uh, 162 is the number of games that each Major League Baseball team plays in a given season. Yep. For now. So during the COVID year, <laughs> during 2020, they shrunk that number down to 60 because of all the restrictions yeah. and the time that they lost. Right. And so even picking that number was sort of a return to normalcy. It was kind of getting back to the way things used to be or the way things should be. And for me, playing catch was the perfect socially distance activity, right? right. Like you don't have to get within 30 feet of me if you don't want to. We right. can, you know, wash the ball off afterwards or, or wipe yep. it down in between throws or whatever. So that's how I landed on the number and why I picked this as the activity that I wanted to do. So can we pause there for a second? Real quick question. How long do the games of catch? Is it just a couple tosses? Is it the same for all? Are they different? So every single one was different. When people would ask me beforehand, how long, how long should I, a lot, I would always say, all right, well, let's plan on like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, I would say the vast majority of them ended up going 45 minutes, right. an hour, yeah. you know, because it's in a real sense, guys, it's like the Field of Dreams movie yeah. where once you kind of step inside the white lines, it's a fountain of youth for people. It's a, a chance to play catch. How many people I asked, they once we got out there, were like, man, no one's asked me to play catch in 20 years or 30 right. years. Wow. Yeah. You know, you're not worried about what emails you have to get back to or what you're going to make for dinner tonight or the five or six other things that tend to occupy our minds. But in those moments, you are present with the person that you're playing catch with. I had all kinds of conversations and questions that I asked of my throwing partners, and it really was this beautiful experience each and every time, 162 times, where I got to have that moment of humanity, have that moment of returning to just what it feels like to be a kid and and to play again, and honestly, these magic moments between me and my throwing partner that were priceless, beautiful. Well, I mean, and for you also... I mean, you already you dropped one in the first second. You said Jason Stark. I mean, for me, if I got to play freaking catch with Jason Stark, I'm gonna want <laughs> it was that. Awesome. I, I'm gonna yeah. want that to last an hour so I can ask him questions and pick his brain. That's what, exactly what it was. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I knew my first game of catch. I knew was gonna be with my daughter. She was uh, 12 years, 11 years old at the time, and she's my youngest child. So I knew that she was gonna be my first game of catch. 
And I knew or I was planning that the last game of catch number 162 was going to be with my dad. And my plan was to take him out to Dyersville, Iowa, and to play catch at oh, the Field of Dreams. Right, you're, wow. killing, you're killing me here. Wow. Yeah. So that, right. that, was, that was like my original goal was I knew my daughter was first. I knew my dad was going to be the last one. We were going to go to the Field of Dreams, play on the diamond there where Kevin Costner and his dad yep. played. And that be where it ends and then kind of see where it goes in between. Now, I know this how this ends, but Roxy doesn't. But you're killing me. That's such an amazing idea. The other thing is, I mean, I don't know how many you want to rip up. I mean, obviously, we don't have time to hear all 162, but I know there were some big ones in there in between. So I'd love yeah, to certainly. name drop away if you want, because that's just so sure. cool. But <laughs> yeah. definitely get no. back to the last one, because that's what hit me so hard. Because you, I know you don't know this. I just lost my father about four months ago. So okay. sorry, he, man. Oh, that's, sorry, that's sorry. And he was a ball player and Yankee fan. You'll like that. Yeah, it just that it just hit me. And so go ahead, continue. So my daughter was the first one we played. I mean, on, honestly, and I'll, I'll name drop the end here too. I actually played 163 games of catch. <laughs> okay. This whole project, you you could sum it up and really say, how do you go from playing catch with your daughter in your driveway to at the very end playing catch with Aaron Judge? from the New York Yankees in center field at Yankee stadium. Like that's where we ended up. That was the Um, last one with your dad. The last one. Yeah. That's still so, so, so and just the fact that the Yankees like heard about it, liked the idea, liked it so much. They were like, Hey, we want you to come out here and be a part of this thing that we do called hope week and which we'll get to in a second. Um, was just beyond what I could have imagined and and thought. So, I mean, again, I, I won't go through all of them, but so my daughter was first catch number 34 was a cool one. That was during the pandemic. Like all of us, you know, we watched Binge Through Tiger King and, and you know, all the things. <laughs> Roxy didn't. Did. I tried. She didn't. I yeah. Didn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I did was I spent a little time. I got the free trial for Ancestry.com uh-huh. oh. to try and look up my lineage and type in, you know, I know this is where my grandparents were from in Italy and, and kind of trace back and whatever. I ended up finding my second cousin who I'd never met before who lives in North Jersey and is a Yankees fan. Wow. And so I actually, I drove up to her house and met her and her husband for the first time. And the very first time that we met, we played catch together in their backyard. Oh, wow. Such, so a, cool. such yeah. a cool moment. We've stayed in contact. Her name's Karen. Her and her husband, Frank, came to the Yankees thing that, that we had this past July. But wow. just that kind of thing that the first time I ever met my cousin was we got to play catch together. It was awesome. Uh, let's see. My brother Jason and I, we went and found where Ebbets Field used to be in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. They tore it down and they built an apartment complex there in Brooklyn. But the marker where home plate used to be is still there. So still you there. can go and find where home plate was. And so Jason and I played catch there right at home plate where Ebbets Field used to be in Brooklyn. So for any baseball fans or even, I guess, He's more of an American icon. So Yogi Berra's granddaughter and grandson, Lindsay and Larry, we played at the Yogi Berra Museum in Montclair, New Jersey. Such a cool experience meeting those guys, and we've become friends. And the thing that I liked about that game of catch was – they were kind of skeptical, and I'm sure you know they get people all the time maybe that ask, hey, can I get an autograph right. or, or yeah. tell us what it was like to be Yogi Bear's grandson or granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask them any of that. Yeah. I just wanted the experience of getting to know them mm-hmm. and spend time right. with them, and it was tremendous just to have that chance to do that. Um, let's see. On my 40th birthday, so August 27th, 2021, I played catch with a guy by the name of Bobby Shantz. 
Bobby Chance was, he's 96 years old, guys. Wow. He was the American League MVP in 1952. So 70 years ago, he was the MVP. He was a pitcher for the Philadelphia A's. Still alive, still doing well, still cuts his own grass and plays golf. And so Bobby Chance and I played catch. And he wore the, so he was on the Yankees from 50, I think 57 to 60. So like Mickey Mantle yeah. and Roger Maris and Whitey Ford and Yogi were all his teammates. And he wore the hat that he still had from when he was on the Yankees back in the late 50s. Okay. So I'm going to interrupt real quick. What about, Please do. I heard, well, I heard a, f- a couple in, in the email. I don't remember exactly, but you said you did a couple in Central Park and that's my backyard. And I play softball there probably <laughs> six times a week. <laughs> So yes, I'm really okay. angry that I never bumped into you to do this. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, so what were some of those? Uh, so I played catch with Dave Sims, who is the broadcaster for the Seattle Mariners. He lives in New York, yep. even though he works for the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. So Dave and I met and we played, is it Heckscher yep. Park is yep. right there? That's right yeah. where I play so, every day. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were right there in kind of the, fence. I guess the fence is closed when they're not using it, but we found there's kind of the sidewalk in between the two fields there. Field and anyway, three. yes. So, I know exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we uh, we played right there in Heckshire in Central Park. I played with my sister-in-law. So there's a guy, his name is Zach Hample. Do you know Zach Hample? Does that name ring a bell? No. no. It is very rare that you meet somebody that you know confirmed is the best at something in the entire world, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Hample has caught more baseballs, foul balls, home runs oh, than anybody right. ever. Yeah. Yep. Like 12,000 yeah. baseballs, Roxy, in oh his lifetime. Game home runs, foul balls, all kinds of stuff. He's foul ball guys and, and he's home run guy. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we, we met up. That's cool. He lives, in, he lives in the city too. So we, uh, we met up and played catch in Central Park uh, there too. Yeah. That's now, amazing. I, I have maybe a silly question, but do you set these up? Do you seek these people out? I mean, I know some of them are family and friends, but these other people, yeah, how did like that Jason all, Stark. How like, did that did all come about? about yeah. Yes. Well, so the, the short answer is yes, I set everything up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. People, once I got towards the end of the project too, they were like, you should have done YouTube videos of these or, yeah. but it, it was very much just my own project where I, I contacted the people I set up, had to travel in a lot of cases, right. get there, play the actual game of catch, take my notes, take the portrait of the person I played catch with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was, it was a lot of work, but yeah, um, for the most part, it was me setting up and getting all the information from the people and asking them if they're willing to play. The one exception was at the very end, the New York Yankees heard about it and they were like, actually, we want you to come here. Would you mind coming and playing wow. catch yeah. here at uh, Yankee Stadium? And did you cool. just tease them a little bit and be like, well, I'm not sure if I can make that happen. <laughs> Uh, I did. So it's, yeah. yes. So, so they knew when I talked to them, they knew that I wanted to finish the project at the field of dreams in Iowa. And they said, what do you think of, instead of going to Iowa, we have you and your dad come here to Yankee stadium and we will make Yankee stadium, essentially your field of dreams. If you guys are willing to do that. And so, yes, I, I was like, all right, let me think well, about it. No, I kinda, you know, I didn't that. even think about that. I was joking actually. And I have to be no, honest, that's... I just got chills and I'm a Red Sox fan and I still think that's <laughs> so effing cool. Yeah. So 
every year the Yankees do this thing called Hope Week where they recognize different people and organizations. And so they recognize the project, 162 Games of Catch, as part of their Hope Week this past July. And so they allowed me to invite my whole extended family to come out and play catch on the field. I got to throw out the first pitch. It was so it was a Yankees Red Sox game. And they were like, you know, you're going to get to throw out the first pitch before the game. We're going to tell your story on the Jumbotron. And then five minutes before they said, actually, we're going to have you and your dad both throw out a first pitch before this game. So we'll always have that memory of getting to throw out the first pitch together on the mound at Yankee Stadium before a Yankees Red Sox game. That's amazing. How how ridiculous is that? Wow. So it's, crazy. It's wow. ridiculous. I, I, <laughs> Kind of at a loss for words right now. Yeah. You're one of the luckiest son of a bitches I've ever met. Well, I haven't really met. I, I, met I know podcast, it and I feel it too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's truly amazing. Well, I'll say this. The thing that I learned throughout this whole process and project is you have to ask. Like yeah. you have to be willing to have somebody say no. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it's something like this or when it's something that is as wholesome or as innocent or honestly, I wasn't asking for anything from anybody, you know, yeah. like all throughout. I didn't want autographs. I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to use the experience with somebody that I met and played catch with to try and have it lead to something else and lead to something else. Like it was very much just about the time and the experience with each person. And if that took me somewhere else great yeah and i think that that was what the yankees picked up on and honored was just this whole idea of you know what yeah you're we're we see what you're trying to do especially with your dad as the last game of catch and i mean guys it was it was on nbc nightly news right people magazine did a whole article about it so yeah so it's it's pretty i mean honestly you this is all about connection making a connection with people especially at a time where connecting was so hard that's exactly what it was you're right it was it was a chance to do that yeah yeah and now we're just lucky enough to be connected now i want to go play catch well i was well I'll get there. But listen, we're almost out of time, but we can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing the story. This is uh, its exactly what I hoped it would be. I it's mean, incredible. It's, I'm, I've got chills. But we are the Fun and Dumb podcast. So real quick, we just got to do a couple questions. Uh, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Mickey Mouse, because... Uh... You get to live in Disney World? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh-huh. that's a great uh-huh. answer, actually. <laughs> okay, so being such a huge baseball fan, do you have a favorite baseball movie? Oh, I mean, the easy answer is Field of Dreams. And it's funny because I did rewatch it twice during the project, once towards the very end, uh-huh. and it still hits the same as it did the first time. It's all about that. Oh, absolutely. The idea behind Field of Dreams is that Kevin Costner missed the chance to play catch with his dad one more time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was able to manifest something that I didn't miss that chance. Wow. I had the chance to play catch with my dad at Yankee Stadium, and I'll always have that. Yeah. I feel dumb now, Roxy, like asking these stupid questions. She always comes up with the good questions. <laughs> yep. She always comes yep. she always if does that. If you could to me. be a fruit, what would right. you be? Well, yes. Oh, that's a good question. All right, go ahead and answer that question, Smarty. <laughs> you could be a fruit. I don't know. Tomato, because nobody ever thinks it's a fruit, but it technically is. Yeah. Okay, that's a great answer. All right. If you could live in any TV or movie home, where would it be? Oh, TV or movie home. Um, I mean my first gut instinct is the Tony Stark tower where everything's automated and he talks to the whatever person in the suit and it everything's like yeah make me a coffee and cut my food up for me yeah all right let's uh end with some rapid fire roxy okay coke or pepsi coke okay good uranus jokes not funny or never not funny uh never not funny always funny cups up or down in the cupboard my cups are down. You don't want flies and dust and or fly dust landing <laughs> right, in them. Right, exactly. All right, Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? Brady. 
I, I mean, uh, too much singing in the partridge. <laughs> we don't really that much singing. Hey, now. All right. <laughs> I mean, the Brady Bunch did start singing after a That's while. True. That's they true. They did. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Oh, uh, if I'm buying crunchy, I let's add the crunch. All right. I'm all about it. I love that. We'll end with that one. All right. Well, <laughs> Dan, seriously, can't thank you enough. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you? Are you on Twitter if you want to be found and stuff like that? So I would say the best place to find as it relates to this project on Instagram and on Facebook, either one is 162 games of catch. Perfect. And on there, you can find every single person, story, profile of the people I played catch with from Bobby Shantz, age 96, down to my niece was four weeks old when we played our game of catch and everywhere in between. All right. That's perfect. Wow. We'll, we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes for you. That's cool. And, you know, look, if you're willing to have a 164th, we'd love to have you sometime. And Let's do it. I, That'd I, be great. I, am, I am not retired. So, you I know, will, it's, it's funny. I, I had it all set up to go 163 and then you leaked that. Yeah, so I had I, it's funny. Yeah, I wasn't planning on judge necessarily when I got there that day, but I had to, you know, kind of make an exception for my favorite player to be absolutely number one, I mean, 163. Yeah. And, I mean, had you come on the podcast first, I could just hear that conversation. Listen, Judgey, I'd love to, but I already promised Chuck and Roxy. Uh, it's too so, late. You're going to have to get in line. Have exactly. to get in line. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Listen, and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Unequivocally, over. <laughs> I love it. Mullets are bad. Bangs are good. That's, that's <laughs> the way I always think are of it. Are they, though? Yes, they are. Well, no. They in, are. In toilet paper talk, they are. In toilet so, paper talk, yes. Absolutely. I've tried bangs many times, and it's never worked for me. <laughs> Fair. You're not wrong, Roxy. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, once again, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. And this story is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Uh, it was awesome hanging out with you. And uh, let's get together and play. All I right. got my glove. You know where yours is. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> all right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Don from Biloxi, Mississippi. You're listening to Loyal Littles Podcast from the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, I was getting choked up there. I know. Thank you, Dan, for coming on and sharing that story. I knew it was going to be great. Like I said, they touched upon it on the big show last week in an email. And I reached right out to him because I had to get him. It was almost like a great zucchini moment where yeah. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know how I missed this. Right. But I'm just surprised I didn't see it in the news or because mm -hmm. it was kind of local. It was. Because I get a lot of emails from the Yankees about stuff, you know, because I'm always buying tickets and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm on those mailing lists. But anyway. Yeah. Whatever. We finally got to hear the story. Yes. So touching. Such and a wonderful thing. What a great idea. Mm -hmm. Just the whole thing. It mm -hmm. just, it was so inspiring. And listen, Littles, you really need to do this. What's the, it's the Instagram. Instagram. It's 162 Games of Catch. Games, 162, the number 162. The number 162, 162 Games of Catch. Games, plural, of catch. Yeah. Go over. That's all I can say. I mean, he, all of them are there. It is so freaking cool. Yeah. All the pictures and yeah, all these Yeah, he documents people. each catch that he's had. Yeah. It's so. incredible. Yeah. After we finished the interview, we talked for another like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And he told us some of these really great stories. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are on the Instagram and yep. Twitter. So you're not going to want to miss those. Because, you know, we didn't have time to go into 162 about every person he had catch with. But some of the stories were great. Little, go, go check it out. Yeah. We highly recommend it. Yeah. All right, Roxy, let's get to the news. Yeah. 
right, Roxy, I'm going to give you a choice this week. Oh, boy. Uh, do you want chickens or pigs? Ooh. Or maybe we'll do both, but what do you want first? Pigs. You want pigs first. All right. Pig in Australia steals 18 beers from campers, gets drunk, fights cow. <laughs> I should have asked you a cow, too. <laughs> Forgot about the cow. What? This is from Anna Brones. Forget crocodiles and snakes. The real animal threat in Australia is wild pigs, at least if you're camping. At a campground in Western Australia over the weekend, a feral pig guzzled down 18 beers that had been left out improperly secured. And just like anyone, 18 beers in a rural dive bar, the pig got big-headed and decided to start a fight with a cow, resulting in the cow chasing the pig around a car. Well, yeah. In the middle of the night, these people camping opposite us heard a noise, so they got their torch out and shone it on the pig, and there it was, scrunching away at their cans. The pig was later reported sleeping his hangover, and shame of trying to take down a cow, off under a tree. While feral pigs are considered an invasive pest in many parts of the country, it's also a reminder to keep food and drink secured when camping. Just imagine if it had been a drunk kangaroo. Oh, my gosh. That could happen in Australia, I oh guess. Oh, my gosh. Now, we have bears. They have pigs. Right. I was going to say, because <laughs> that happened to me when I was out in California. Mm-hmm. We were in uh, Yosemite National Park. Luckily, there's, uh, what are they called? The the rangers? Yeah, the rangers, they come around and they check stuff too because people get irresponsible when they're drinking and they forget to lock <laughs> things up. I was kind of scared, but luckily I was in a cabin, not in a tent. Right. But I saw bears for the first time in my life in the wild the while bears. I was there. The bears. <laughs> uh, speaking of the bears pummeling your patriots yeah. last night. So have you ever had that situation where you've been camping like that? No. No, never? No, I've never been camping where I was legally able to drink. <laughs> Really? Really. Wow. Last time I went camping, I think I was in middle school. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now let's say, do you want chickens or do you want golf? Golf. You want golf. You stay away from the chickens. I've had chicken a lot this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this comes in, 61-year-old man beats fellow golfer over taking too much time. This is in Utah. Beats him? Now, the thing like is, beats we, him, like hits yeah, him, oh yeah. not well, like now we beats know this, him like in the game. No, no, no. Beats him. Now, we know <laughs> this isn't Tony because he's too young. Right. So that's okay. A 61-year-old man attacked another golfer in a dispute over taking too much time at a Utah golf course. David Robles faces charges of aggravated assault and disorderly conduct in the confrontation. The clash took place at Hubbard Memorial Golf Course on Hill Air Force Base near Layton, Utah. A video shot by another golfer shows Robles confront and shove the other man who tries to push him back with a putter before (laughs) Robles tackles him to the ground. The video shows Robles punch the man five times, then kick him in the head and throat. Other golfers nearby pulled Robles off the injured man. The man told deputies Robles attacked him in a dispute over, quote, taking too much time on the course. The Hills Air Force Base is near Layton, a city of 81,000, about 25 miles north of Salt Lake City. Okay. I love that he used his putter. Two things. So I have definitely wanted to smack somebody, some people upside the head when they're taking too long on the golf course. Like I've been there. I know the feeling, but that is a little aggressive. I fear that there had to be something else involved here. There There might not have been. I mean, he just might. Lots of drinking. I mean, there could be. Right. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely some slow golfers, and I'm like, I want to shout out to them, move it or lose it. Right, because you don't want to hit into them. You don't, but but honestly, sometimes I'm a little faster than them and hit the ball a little more accurately than them, (laughs) and they don't allow me to move ahead of them. Well, because you're a little Roxy, right. But it's like, dudes. I know, I know. Hello. Trust me, I'm the same way. I get it. 
And I'm always very kind mm -hmm. if I know I'm not faster than people, especially because I like to walk a lot. So if they're in a cart, they're clearly going to be faster than me regardless how you they hit think. the ball. Right, because I'm walking. Eh. Well, all right, depends. But all right, we've got time. We're going to get to the chicken whether right, you like it or not. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. The headline is chicken yoga is officially here. Ooh. This is by Helen O'Brien. Ooh, really? That's Well, they've got goat yoga. Whoa, wait, what? Okay, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hold up. Okay. Or it's so many things I'm learning about my wife here. Okay. You're I've never done it, but they have it. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Okay. It's in this article. And I was like, wait, what? There's yeah. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Let's, we're going to get to your okay. goat yoga experiences <laughs> okay. or lack thereof. But mm -hmm. just the fact that you knew it existed, oh, I'm yeah. impressed. Okay. So it says, you've likely seen an advertisement or two for goat yoga. No. I. Do, should we just start there? Like, what is goat yoga? You do yoga with little baby goats. Why? Like. Because they're so cute. But they don't do the yoga right no but they climb on you and it's funny okay well and okay. cute all right anyway all right <laughs> well then it says maybe even cat yoga but i would do that but chicken yoga that's a little strange it says me. even the phrasing just looks wrong i'd be afraid it would peck at me <laughs> that's what she said it's oh, oh yeah yeah full disclaimer as someone with a large and irrational fear of chickens i may be slightly prejudiced in my desire not to attend a chicken yoga class however i will try to remain impartial and not let my particular feelings on this animal influence my outlook on this new form of yoga at hotel haya in ybor city florida a local yoga studio yoga loft tampa hosts a chicken yoga class on the last Sunday of the month. And yes, it's exactly what you think. Chickens wandering around the room while you practice. Okay, that's not what I was... I don't know what I would think. I've never heard of such a thing. I never heard of goat yoga either, though. Chris Wilkinson, the teacher, says, I haven't actually seen this done anywhere else. I don't think we're the first, but it's definitely something that's more up and coming. Seriously? Up and coming? The purpose of this class is to raise funds for wounded chickens who are treated at a local center. Okay. Now that I can get on board with a little bit, if you're going to help the animals out, then it says, while I'm not opposed to helping heal hurt birds, the chicken yoga class may not be the best fundraising mechanism beyond the cultural appropriation of a practice that wasn't intended to include these birds. The logistics of this particular class are a bit confusing. Typically, goat yoga classes take place outdoors, leaving the animals with ample opportunity to do their business. But in this case, the chickens parade around the indoor studio, necessitating the wearing of what appear to be diapers. Yes, diapers on more than a few of the birds. I think I'll pass on that. So I'm just still befuddled that you've heard of, you've never done the goat yoga. I've not done the goat yoga. I have friends who have done the goat yoga. I would love to do the cat yoga. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Okay. I mean, I could see a little cat. I mean, that little happens kittens. all the time. I mean, people are in their that living room so and cute. if they have like two or three cats running around yes. trying to do, yeah, I've seen stuff on Instagram and pictures. Or puppy and, yoga. Like, yeah. yeah, I would try goat yoga. I would not try chicken yoga. I would just stick with the fish yoga. How about that? Just Fish you know, yoga. Just, yeah. They're just in a tank across the room. You can look at them. You're just doing your <laughs> yoga. Meditation. Yeah. Boom. I don't know. I just never heard of goat yoga, much less chicken yoga. Yep. Interesting. But Roxy's not going to do it. I'm not going to do chicken yoga. Maybe. I still even think goat yoga would be a pain. Don't they like chew on your clothes and stuff? I don't know. I would be a little distracted. I don't know. I've never done yoga, so I guess I should I think you'd be. like it. I don't know. It's Maybe. very zen. It's very zen. All right. Roxy, that's all the time we have. Thank goodness. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can just pop on over to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email. Or, I don't know, for the newbies, if you heard, you can just go to lachiserie.com too. 
and click our link. Yes, they're all there. They connected everything together. Calvert Woodley, The TK Show, and The Loyal Littles Podcast. Mm -hmm. So just head on over there if you want to find us there. And remember, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to go over there and give us a nice rate and review. We'd really appreciate that. And once again, Dan Reichel, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. Such a great story. So heartwarming. It really was. And thank you, TK, Don Hammock, and Sean Morrissey for our bumpers this episode. And please don't forget, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. Or if you need fog-free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. Or if you need books, go to aaronsbooks.com. But the most important thing to remember is if you're out shopping online for any of those things, don't forget to use use the the code. code. Bye-bye. Shout out Solo Stove. You can do it alone or you can do it with friends. Just feel
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. It is very rare that you know confirmed is the best at something in the entire world, right? Oh, yeah.